This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Second down, handoff, Trotter, big hole on the right side of the line. He'll take it all the way to the house. Touchdown! Presented by Masters Heating and Cooling. Masters gets there faster. Here comes pressure. Becker backs out of it. Now he'll just sling it. And he's got a man angler at the five. Touchdown! High School Football Game of the Week, only on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here to call all your high school football action, it's Brett Rump. We have finally reached that point, the first Friday in November, where there's going to be some hardware awarded tonight. Welcome to Sectional Championship Friday. In Class 6A, we're at Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School for the 8th ranked Homestead Spartans welcoming the Warsaw Tigers. With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. Glad to have you with us for our high school football coverage tonight being presented by Masters Heating and Cooling. And Shannon, we've got a little bit of a contrast in styles. In fact, it's a style that those of us in the SAC just don't get to see not only very often, but never. Uh, as Warsaw comes in, they present that triple option attack. We've seen it at the college level with some of the uh, teams like Navy, Air Force, teams that have run it. And it is a very difficult offense to prepare a defense for when you don't see it and have any experience in dealing with it. Yeah, it's an offense that is is designed to level the playing field against a more talented team that the offense may be playing against because it has the tendency to make defenses hesitant. And when you're hesitant, that's when things happen at lightning speed and all of a sudden there, there's a big play they broke off and that's what you find out with these bone teams is there's a lot of big plays that they have because somebody was hesitant or didn't play their assignment. You know, it's interesting when you say hesitant because we talk a lot about the discipline that's required to defend this triple option. That's a fine line, isn't it, between discipline and still being aggressive? Yes, and that's what you don't want your defense to do. Like Holmes said tonight, they cannot become a team that takes away their ability to be aggressive and fly around. It's going to be frustrating at first because kids are going to have to get used to the game speed of it. Practicing it is like going at, at, at a snail's pace. Now you got to come out and get up to par very quickly with the speed of the game. So it can be a little bit frustrating, especially for the first couple of drives. When you look at the triple option, of course, the fullback, really the first option. And for Warsaw, they've got a good one. And he's not your typical, prototypical fullback. This is a guy who is an athlete. He's got breakaway speed. He can burst through the hole very quickly in the middle of the field. Juan Jadamillo. And he is a special, he's a special player. He's rushed for over 800 yards this year. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns, a 5'10", 190-pound senior. No question. And with this type of offense, it all goes centers around the fullback because he's the absolute first read. We talk about the zone read that we've seen quite a bit. And the triple, 
the fullback is the first read on determining whether they give it to him or the quarterback pulls it. And he's a kid that can make you pay if you don't play, if you don't tackle him. One thing about the triple option is when all three options have very similar stats, it even makes it more difficult. Yeah. When you look at the rushing yards this year, we mentioned Hadamio. He's got 880 yards on the season. Aaron Green, the quarterback, has 953. He actually leads Warsaw in rushing. But Julius Jones, he's a speedster that can get to the edge. And he's rushed for 827 yards this year. And they're all very talented, and they can all bring something to the table, which makes them more difficult to defend. And you've got a quarterback in green that, oh, by the way, they may not throw it more than two to three times a game. If you talk to Coach Curtis, throwing it once is too much for him. But green can make you pay if you get lackadaisical in, in the secondary by throwing it over your head. To put it into perspective, this is the 11th game of the year for Warsaw, and through the first 10, they've thrown it a combined 38 times. Coach Curtis has been around just a little while. As you heard Coach Tipman say earlier in the pregame show, a long tenure at Mishawaka, and he had success there. Now coming to Warsaw, in his second year with the Tigers, last year they won their first ever sectional championship in the history of Warsaw football. They'll try to make it two in a row here tonight. The Warsaw Tigers are visiting the Homestead Spartans here at Dave Walters Stadium at Homestead High School in a Class 6A sectional championship game. We'll come back. The kickoff is next. A milestone of success or a gift, a Rolex watch frequently becomes an emotional symbol that brings to life exceptional moments. Discover Rolex watches today at Peter Franklin, your independently certified pre-owned Rolex headquarters where every Rolex tells a story. Start your story today at Peter Franklin with three locations to serve you, Angola, New Haven, and a DuPont Road in Fort Wayne. See the entire collection of Rolex watches online at PeterFranklin.com. When you want to make a statement, it simply has to be Peter Franklin. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Just moments ahead of kickoff here at Homestead High School with Shannon Griffith. I am Brett Brump. John Graham is our studio producer tonight. It's the 8-2 Warsaw Tigers and the 9-1 Homestead Spartans. Spartans come in, winners of nine straight. Really took them about the third or fourth game of the year before we saw them start to develop and kind of shake some rust. And you expect that, especially during an offseason like most of these high school football teams have had. But throughout the year for Homestead, they've had to overcome a lot of adversity. When you look at how the season started the very first game they lost their linebacking core due to contact tracing they lost that game to northrop to open the season then you had chad zolman the homestead coach who was part of contact tracing he missed a game and now you've got the injury of Braden hardwick the senior running back who came back from an injury a year ago he had a uh, lower leg injury he is in a uh, walking boot here tonight and nice moment for homestead because in his letter jacket with a walking boot. He just made it out to midfield and is participating in the coin toss. Yeah, pretty neat. And, you know, I'm glad to see it's a walking boot and not the full cast and, you know, worrying about another ACL for the kid because he does have a future to play at the next level. Matter of fact, I think he's committed to Ball State, so I'm anxious to see him get to the next level. Homestead deferred, and they'll kick off to the Warsaw Tigers to start this football game. 
No wind to speak of. Temperatures absolutely ideal, nearing 70 degrees today. What a beautiful game. How many holes did you get in today, Shannon, before you came out to the football field? <laughs> well, none, because the old back is ne- put my clubs up for a while. So I was uh, working diligently. Let's just put it that way. Well, there were plenty that were taking advantage of this late-season warmth out on the golf course today. And it's another perfect night for football on a Friday night. We're glad you're with us for the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. All night long, we're not only going to give you play-by-play here of Warsaw and Homestead, but we're going to keep track of all the area games and try to give you updated scores as we can throughout the night. So Homestead will line up to kick it off. And, of course, that means Carter Dixon will come out to do the kicking for the Spartans, who are decked out in all blue uniforms, blue tops, blue pants. They've got yellow helmets with yellow numbers. They'll go left to right, which is south to north here at Homestead. Meanwhile, for the Warsaw Tigers, the color scheme, orange and black. And they have the black pants, white jerseys with black numbers, black helmets with orange trim. Warsaw, Set to receive this kick back deep, Julius Jones and Caden Silvius. They stand at about the five-yard line, split hash mark to hash mark. Dixon has it teed up, and the 6A sectional championship is underway. It's a kick that bounces at the 10 and goes all the way into the end zone. A touchback to start us off. And now out comes the Warsaw Tigers' triple option attack. And it's led by quarterback Aaron Green, a 5'11", 170-pound senior who actually grew up in the Homestead District and is still very good friends with a couple of the Homestead Spartans. He played little league with Evan Ormsby. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the neat thing with some of these kids. They all have a tendency to find themselves back either playing with each other or playing against each other. Juan Hamadillo is in the backfield. The fullback is 5'10", 190, a senior. Also in the backfield, Julius Jones, a 6'170 pound junior. Under center goes Green. And it will be the give to the fullback, and that time Homestead stuffed it. Tomadillo got out to about the 23, but, you know, in some ways you feel like that's a win for the defense, but on the other side, that's fine with Warsaw. That's what they do. Three-yard gains, and as Coach Dittman said, three times four is 12. You right. move the chains and keep the football. That's right, and, they, and it's not the uh, offense that you're going to get overly excited about as the, as the night goes on. The offense bunches up, wing each side, full back, Hamadillo, and this time it'll be a keeper. Green, he's got to see him up the middle, 30, 35, 40, and finally take it down from behind at the 43-yard line. That's a 20-yard gain up the middle for quarterback Aaron Green, first down Warsaw. Just their, what would they call a follow play, where he follows the fullback after reading the tackle. He tackled him, he picked it up, and, and ran right in the B-gap, and for big yardage. Tigers out to their own 43, first and 10. Balls on the left hash, double wing with the fullback. And this time they will again give, let Green keep it after he faked the Hamadillo. Green keeps it, works his way out to the 49, picking up six yards. 
and everything run in between the tackles so far, Shannon, but this is what Warsaw does, and you've got to be physical at the line of scrimmage, and that's one thing with Warsaw. Jacob Hahn, the left tackle, 5'11", 210. Trey Stuckey, 5'11", 240. Isaac Leach, center, is 5'9", 195. Isaiah Cordius is 6'3", 255, and they've got Michael Ramirez, 6'1", 210, lining up up front. Here's the handoff right up the middle. And it uh, goes out to, well, it crosses the 50. It gets to the Homestead Spartans 48, where it's going to be about a yard shy of what they need for the first down. So you talked before the game, Shannon, about the high third down percentage for Warsaw, and that's because they end up in a lot of these third and short situations where it's third and a yard at the Homestead 48. They'll line up quickly. And there's movement at the line of scrimmage on the hard count, and I think Homestead just jumped and gave... Warsaw, the first down on the penalty. Yeah, and uh, good job by Green there, uh, you know, changing the count there, going a hard count and getting Homestead to jump off sides. And one thing you notice about the offensive line, they're all down on a four-point stance. And that you would have to go back to the late, early 70s to see an offensive line down in a uh, four-point stance. And uh, all they're trying to do is come off and get in the thigh boards of the defensive linemen. There's the five-yard march off, and it is a first down. They move into the Homestead 43, where Warsaw on the game's initial drive has it first and 10 from the left hash. Again, double wing. They do put a couple of receivers out to the right side. The fullback is Juan Hamadillo. And this time they will give it to Hamadillo. Right up the middle, he's got room. He's inside the 35, takes it for 10 yards to the 33-yard line. Just that quick burst. You talk about the low blocking of the offensive line. Well, normally we see offensive linemen that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". For this Warsaw team, they've got uh, three guys that are under six feet tall. Yeah. Probably works well when you block low. Again, a lot of activity at the line of scrimmage, but nobody jumped. Now Green backs off, looks over at the Warsaw sideline, gets the play call. First and ten, Warsaw moving the football on their first possession. They're at the Homestead 33-yard line. Fullback again, Hamadillo inside the 30, falls forward to the 28, five-yard gain on first down for fullback Juan Hamadillo. Yeah, that time they went with an unbalanced look to the field and ran back to the boundary, and it was pure numbers. And what Homestead's doing, they're playing basically what I call a 5-3. Their outside linebackers are manned up on the wings because they have them. If they go vertical, they want to follow them. Long look, near sideline, getting the play call. Everybody looks at their wrists. Unbalance again. Yeah, they send two receivers to the short side of the field on the left side. Nobody out on the right. A lot of real estate over there. Yeah. And they will give it to the fullback again. Amadio, or Hadamio, takes it uh, for a couple of yards to the 25, where it's going to bring up third down and two. And these are situations that Warsaw is very comfortable in. Yeah, and I tell you, they're going to come back to that unbalanced because they did not cover the inside slot. He actually went downfield with nobody over him. Now they send a receiver wide to each side. It is third down and two. And right now, Warsaw just chugging the ball right down the field on the first drive of the game. 
Aaron Green from just inside the left hash. Man in motion for the right wing. Give to the fullback. And he'll take it for a couple and be very close to what he needs for a first down. And the Homestead or the Warsaw sideline celebrating. And that is a first down for Warsaw. Convert another third down just inside the 23-yard line. And this drive that started at the 20 is just outside the red zone. And again, burning clock already four minutes and 20 seconds into this game. And Homestead hasn't put their offense on the field. From the 23, first and 10 Tigers. They've got it on the left hash mark. Under center, Green. And it'll be the flip going wide. Jones, and Jones got caught in the backfield. Edgerson gets into the backfield and took the pitch, man. And it's a big loss for Warsaw. That's huge. Those are the type of plays we talked about earlier. You've got to get the the Tigers behind the chain, so to speak. And now they've done it because now it's second down and long. Yeah, they got them off strip here, but here's the thing. They're going to come back to that most uh, formation where they're on balance. And number 11 is they got nobody over him. At the 26, it is second down, about 13. Under center. They spread the formation a little bit this time. And this time Green will try to keep it after faking the handoff. He is swallowed up by the Homestead Spartans defense up front. Fool me once. As the saying goes, at that time, the Spartans were on to it. They took down Green for almost no gain, and this is not where Warsaw wants to be, Shannon. No, this Third is, down and 12. Yeah, this is an uncomfortable area for them because they're just not a great throwing team because they, they don't throw them much, but they're going to try to get themselves to fourth and manageable. It is third down and 12 at the 25. Warsaw lines up from just inside the right hash with a fullback three yards deep in the backfield, and it'll be a pitch and a sweep to the left, and he gets around the corner, the 20, and taken down at the 16. Spartans busted in. Ryan Burton got into the backfield, had a chance to get him before he got to the edge, and it would have been a big loss, and instead, by getting outside Burton, he was able to take it for a good game. They'll mark it. Let's see, when they take to the middle of the field, they're going to put it at about the 17, so now it's going to be fourth down and three. Yeah, they like that toss-sweep type of play, quick pitch on third and long sometime to get that yardage, what they got. We'll call it fourth and four for the 17. The 13 is the yard to gain. It is fourth down. Warsaw inside the left hash, and they'll drop back to throw. Pump fake. Now Green runs inside the 15. He's got the first down. It'll be an end goal situation as Green takes it down to a about the seven-yard line. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got it running, man. Really good now. Good decision by Green. He got pressure. He ducked it and uh, got what he needed for the first down. It's at the seven first and goal for the Warsaw Tigers. We've already played about seven minutes of football, and Warsaw's had it the entire time. Under center, Green. Gives the hard count, now backs off. The man in motion stops and returns to his left wing position. That was Jones. Jones again in motion. He'll give it to the fullback. Out of Mio, and he'll take it inside the five to the four. That's a three-yard gain. Second down and goal for the Warsaw Tigers. Scoreless game with only four minutes and 33 seconds left here in the first quarter. 
This is where you got to be really assignment sound because they'll they'll run the triple here and pitch it on the option because of where they're at and they've done about a ton this year. Two receivers to the right side right. They've got a wing on each side with a fullback and under center is Green from the four. It give Hamadio and he'll just blow into the end zone. Touchdown Warsaw Tigers. They take the six to nothing lead with 4-10 remaining in the opening quarter. Just a straight dive play there that uh, he walked into the end zone basically unscathed. But one clear stat, inside the 20 this year, uh, Warsaw is a, a scoring 95% of the time touchdowns. That's amazing. Colton Wampler comes on to try the extra point. He's 38 of 41, adding the point on the year. Here's the snap, the set, and the kick. It looks good, and it is. Warsaw has had the football for 7 minutes and 50 seconds, and now Homestead's going to finally get their chance, but they're already down. 7 nothing here at Dave Walters Stadium. It's the high school football game of the week, presented by Masters Heating and Cooling. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. A 13-play drive going 80 yards all on the ground opens the scoring, and Warsaw leads it 7-0 over the Homestead Spartans with 4-10 to play here in the first quarter. Now the Spartans send out the kick return unit as Homestead hasn't even seen the football so far tonight. Yeah, and they burned, what, almost eight minutes of, of time. Yeah, seven minutes and 50 seconds on that opening drive. And so now Wampler will get set to kick off. Back deep is Nate Anderson, but they don't have a lot of respect for the depth of the kicking game because they're standing at the 15, and this is not a deep kick. It bounces at the 28, taken by Chambers. He's going backwards at the 20, being chased, finally hit and brought down at the 21. He gave up yards because he had to really kind of retreat backwards to get that ball on a hop. And he never really got turned around and headed the right direction. So a negative return for Ethan Chambers and the Spartan start offensively at the 21-yard line with 4.04 to play. Here in the opening quarter and Warsaw a 7 to nothing lead. Yeah, it was kind of an awkward kick where they were trying to kick it into a voided space, and good thing Chambers got on it because it could have been disastrous. Evan Ormsby, the quarterback, lines up in the gun. The back in the backfield is Nick Sudarth. Braden Hardwick injured his ankle severely last week. He's not available. Expected to be out for the season, but we'll see how far Homestead goes. Play action, and they're going to go home run ball to start. They got a man. Midfield, Anderson, 30, 20, 10, one play, 79 yards. Touchdown, Homestead. Hasn't taken long to see the contrast between these two teams and their offense, Shannon. 
No. Seven minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds all on the ground for Warsaw. One play, 18 seconds, and the Spartans have a chance to tie it up. What a great throw and even a better catch. He almost let him too far, but uh, Anderson, great catch and made a big-time play there. Grady Swing will hold it for Dugan. There's the snap, and the kick goes up and ties up the score. 7-7. Warsaw's defense is going to be well-rested when they take the field the second time, but it's time for Homestead to kick it back to the Warsaw Tigers offense. 3.46 remains in the opening quarter. We're tied at 7 on the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is proud of our community high school athletes. Keeping our athletes playing their best is what they do. Indiana Physical Therapy offers same-day appointments, open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and accepts all insurance coverage. If you need to get back on the field, the court, or to work, call Indiana Physical Therapy today at 260-209-2464 or go online to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Now back to high school football on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Warsaw, 13 plays, 80 yards, all on the ground. Homestead answers, one play, 79 yards, a touchdown pass. Ormsby to Nate Anderson, and for Anderson, that's his 17th touchdown catch of the year. And we're all tied up 7-7. Homestead will kick it off with 3.46 left to play here in the first quarter. Here's the kick by Dixon, a deep kick, driving all the way in the air to the end zone, and another touchback. Well, that was no problem for Warsaw the first time. They went 80 yards all on the ground. But is this the kind of offense, Shannon, that as you see it and play against it, you start to figure some things out? Yeah, and we heard Coach Tippman allude to this in the pregame with the first couple series, you're just really trying to get yourself back to that speed that uh, uh, this type of offense creates, and you just because they can't practice it. So they'll get better as the game goes. they got to be aggressive. you got the field position here. Now you got to get a stop. You need a three and out and, and get, get your field position. The triple option attack of the Warsaw Tigers. They start at the 20. The ball is centered middle of the field between the hash marks. Under center, Aaron Green, the senior quarterback. And he will keep it. He'll look for a hole up the middle. It hit at about the 23 and fall forward close to the 25. Five-yard pickup for the Warsaw quarterback on first down will bring up second down and five. And that's the other thing you'll notice about this offense. You think you maybe got a big stop, maybe got one yard or so, and you look up and it's five. You know, that's the other thing this offense does. Everybody with a check of the wrist on Warsaw's side. Tigers come in eight and two under third-year coach Bart Curtis. His 30th year overall coaching in Indiana high school football. 
give to the fullback following the right side of the line. There's a flag, and they throw it where a block was being set. This might be a hold against Warsaw, and that's one thing that makes it very tough for Warsaw to absorb, those 10-yard penalties when your offense is geared toward around five-yard runs. Yes. This would have been close to a first down out at the 30, but the penalty is going to march back against Warsaw. Yeah, they got a crackback. Illegal chop block. Well, and you talked about that's the way it's taught, but what are the rules on that? Is it an engagement from another player? Yeah, is you, that what it is? It either could be where one lineman was engaged and another lineman came in, or you had a lineman that came across from an angle and, and got into the knees of a, of a d- defender, which they can kind of create a, a dangerous play. I mean, this is what you'll see the service academies get <laughs> on Saturday if you watch yeah. them. You'll see the opposing coaches yelling all the time. All the time. All the time. Well, that was four year, four yards downfield, so I would imagine there was some yes, the, some movement. That wasn't right at the point of contact at the line of scrimmage. Probably more of a high-low, you know, the, what we would refer where you got a guy high and a guy comes and chops him low. But huge penalty there uh, for Warsaw. Yeah, it's a 10-yard march-off. They'll put it back at the 18-yard line where it becomes second down and 12. Yeah, they just figured out they got five more to add to that. I was going to say, that's a that's a 10-yard holding march-off, but it's 15 for the crackback block. So they've got it back now at the 13-yard line where it is second down and 17 to go. Under center, Aaron Green. He'll pitch, and it'll be a sweep to the right. Here comes Jones around the edge. They set up the blocking, and Jones gets outside the 20. Knocked out of bounds close to the 24. That's exactly what they wanted out of that, Shannon. You you know, with this offense, you don't think about throwing to the sticks. You think about how many plays do we have to get the yardage, and you do the math. And every time they're in that long yardage situation, that's the play that they run. I mean, it's no secret. They're going to run that wide sweep, and they do it very well, and they got themselves back now about third and six here. Yeah, from the 24, it is third down and six. Can Homestead get a three-and-out stop against this Warsaw Tigers offense? Tied at seven. Man in motion for the right wing. Give to the fullback. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, and nothing there. That time for Jadamillo. He will go down, maybe a yard gain to the 25, but it's going to force the Warsaw Tigers to punt the football to the Homestead offense. And that's what Homestead needed. They got the break they wanted there with the penalty to get them in long yardage situation, and they got the big stop on third down, and Coach Curtis, too good of a coach not to do what he's doing here by punting it because of where they're at. Colton Wampler, who comes on to punt, only his 12th punt this year, but only a 24-yard average. Uh, They may be a little too deep here. Yeah, you wonder about that. From the 25, it's kicked, and yes, it is not a deep kick at all. That looked like a block to the back. I don't see a flag. The ball bounces around the 45 and then goes out of bounds. And let's see where they put it. Homestead is going to start at the Warsaw Tigers 45-yard line after a 20-yard kick. And you're right. That's one of the things where you've got to know the numbers when you go out there to set up on the return and on the year averaging only 24 yards a kick. He was a good 40 yards back and never was close to where that ball bounced. But look at this field position for the Spartans. Let's go, 
It is Evan Ormsby, a quarterback, with the Spartans starting at the Warsaw 45-yard line. We've got 2.03 to play in the opening quarter. We're tied at 7. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. You've got a tight end with Sudarth, the lone running back. The ball is on the left hash. Shotgun formation for Evan Ormsby. Ormsby, 6'3", 210, and that's kind. They'll go play action, and they're throwing again over the middle, sliding attempt by Gage Sparrow, and he couldn't come up with it at the 30. That ball just a little low and slightly behind Sparrow, who was running across the middle. I think they thought they had the safety set up to drop quickly, and there would be a space behind the linebackers and in front of the deep-dropping safeties. And really, Shannon, there was. The ball was just a little off target. He needed to wait just a tad second more to let that clear a little bit better for him. Second down and ten. And they will give it to the running back. Sudar pops it out to the left side. He's got some running room. He's inside the 30, down to about the 25-yard line. 20-yard gain for Nick Sudarth. And, boy, that is what they need from that young man. Sudarth, a 5'11", 165-pound senior, getting his opportunity because of the injury to Braden Hardwick, and he just popped a nice run that gives Homestead a first and 10 at the Warsaw 25. Just like I said, Warsaw's offense is 90% or better. Their defense is the same. They give it to Sudarth again. He almost broke away from one and instead gets taken down as he gets five yards to the 20. It's second down and five. Homestead looking to take the lead for the first time in a 7-7 game. Last minute 23 of our first quarter. Long look to the sideline. Checking the defense. Now, Warsaw really dropping a lot in coverage, Shannon. I'm looking at They've only got a couple of guys, maybe three guys at the line of scrimmage. Everybody else is in coverage. And it's a keeper for Ormsby. Looks for a hole. Bounces it to the right. He's got first down inside the 15. Breaking through a tackle to get inside the 10. Evan Ormsby, a nice run. And it's going to be a first and goal for the Homestead Spartans. And right now, Homestead's trying to figure out how to attack this defense. It's almost all defensive backs out there, Shannon. Well, they're running a 3-3 stack, the same defense that uh, Homestead runs, so they should be familiar with it. Uh, And their defense has struggled mightily during the year, especially in the red zone. Shotgun snap and the give. Sudarth, he gets hit at the line of scrimmage. Tried to spin a yard out of it, but it's no gain. It's going to be second down and goal. The ball's still at the eight-yard line for the Spartans, and it's down to 26 seconds with the clock running here at the end of the first quarter. And brought a little bit bigger guy in here for their defensive line. Don't need to run a play, and Homestead might not. They might let this burn to the end of the quarter. They're looking over at the sideline. We're down to 11 seconds. And the Spartans appear content to end the first quarter, tied at 7. 7-7 after 1 here at Homestead High School. Spartans threatening with a second-and-goal situation to start our second quarter when we come back. It's the high school football game of the week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 
On a beautiful Friday night in Northeast Indiana, it is sectional. Go producer, we head to the second quarter here at Homestead with the Spartans and the Warsaw Tigers all tied seven apiece. But Homestead threatening. After a short punt by Warsaw, gave Homestead the ball at the Warsaw 45. They now have it second and goal at the eight. They switch directions, go right to left, and it's play action. They'll dump it off. Crossing route. Sparrow makes the catch. On the run. Touchdown. Spartans, and they take the lead. Just a short little cross underneath to Gage Sparrow. Hornsby didn't dump it more than about three yards past the line of scrimmage, but Sparrow on the run had a wide open right side of the field to beat the win the race to the pylon, and the Spartans have taken a 13-7 lead on the first play of the second quarter. Yeah, just a, what we call a shallow cross route where you get your speed like Sparrow, and he's running away from defenders. Joe Dugan will try to add the extra point. Grady Swing will hold it. It's down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 11.55 still to play, quarter number two, and for the first time tonight, the Homestead Spartans have the lead. They're up 14-7 over the Warsaw Tigers on the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Halftime, we've got the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report. We'll get scores from our other area sectional games. Shannon and I will also break down what's happened in the first 24 minutes of this one. Right now, one play into the second quarter, and the Homestead Spartans are on top for the first time, 14-7, and the Spartans get set to kick off. Dixon to kick off with the Spartans. Spartans, after Warsaw took the opening kickoff, 80 yards, 13 plays, and had it for almost eight minutes. The Spartans got their first possession and went 79 yards in one passing play. That tied it at seven after a three and out. Spartans got the ball after a short punt at the Warsaw 45. Finished the deal with a touchdown pass from eight yards out to Gage Sparrow. And now the kick again goes into the end zone, and it's going to be a touchback. So Warsaw will begin once again at their own 20-yard line. That's huge. I mean, we're, we've seen them now have to start all their drives from their own 20-yard line, forcing an offense to try to go 80 yards consistently. Consistently is very difficult from an offensive standpoint. And credit to Carter Dixon, who does the kickoffs. He's also the Spartans punter, but Joe Dugan will kick the extra points and field goals. So Aaron Green lines up under center. Pitch play on the sweep to the right. They've got blocking. Here comes Jones. Jones out across the 30. It hit hard and knocked out of bounds by Ryan Burton as he gets to the 31. A gain of 11 and a first down for Warsaw. There's that wide, what I call a wide sweep. And the two receivers on the outside get great seal blocks on the backers. And then all you know, if he's on the safety right now, if he doesn't make a play, it's uh, 80 yards touchdown from their own 31 yard line first in 10 again two wings and a fullback three yards behind green who's under center and they'll give it to the fullback this is Hadamio, and he will get out to the 33 that's only a two-yard game but 
You know, the one thing about this triple option attack, Shannon, is you can't give up on any of the options. Even if one doesn't work, you've at least got to show it once in a while. Yeah, and they're very disciplined of a, a football team. I don't, you know, I haven't seen much of their offensive linemen jumping through the year offsides or anything like that. So they're very well disciplined in what they need to do offensively to be successful. Well, Bart Curtis, who has spent 30 years coaching, has done 30 years of coaching because he's a darn good coach. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a drop back. They're going to look to throw, airing it down deep, and he throws it over everybody's head. Not a chance to complete that one. On the season, Green with his 36th toss. He's completed just 17 of them. That's less than 50%. And apparently they saw something that they thought they could exploit, but there was just nothing there. Spards defended it, and now it is third down and eight. That was a, I'm going to keep you honest, uh, get you off the running game. Well, let's see how honest they've got them, because now they've got third and long. And from the 33, their own 33, you wouldn't think this is four down territory. Under center, Green. And he will fake it to the first man. Green will keep it. Green takes it across the 40. He is close to a first down. Out to the 41. And now we'll see. They're signaling that they believe it is a first down. And they're going to give him the first down. No measurement needed. The ball at the 41. First and 10 for Warsaw. What a big third down play. Gaining eight yards on the keeper, Aaron Green of Warsaw. Yeah, and that, from a defensive standpoint, that can't happen from home. They cannot give up eight yards on a third down play. From their own 41, the chains have moved. It's first and ten. They're just inside the right hash going left to right. Double wing, single fullback, under center green. And green fakes the handoff, keeps it, weaves his way through traffic. He's across midfield to the Spartans 48, but there's a flag back at the Warsaw 44-yard line. And that was right about the place where green wiggled through some traffic and there may have been a hold. We've already seen, Shannon, that crackback block that was called against Warsaw. That pinned them deep, and they never were able to recover. They had to punt the ball away to Homestead. And now we're going to have another penalty marched off, and I think it's a hold this time called against Warsaw. Yeah, their wide receiver, number 19, was the culprit of that flag. He had a pretty good grip of jersey there and got called for it. Again, a huge penalty for Homestead's defense. Now it is first down, and from the 34, that's going to be first and 18. The march off, it's a spot foul, so you don't get the full 10-yard march off because they march it from where the hold was committed. Green, this time, he doesn't have a lane to run in. He gets it to about the 38. You know, it's funny, Shannon, that looked like that hole was completely sealed up, but then you look up and back, yeah. he got four yards out of that. Yeah, and I, I, coaching against this offense, it's, it's a frustrating uh, adventure because of just what you said. This green kid, though, is tough because where he runs, he is getting popped from each side. Go! Let's go! 
They're going to come. I bet they come with that wide sweep again here. Let's see if they do it. Green, the quarterback's going to go over a 1,000 yards. May have already done it here in the first half. From the 38, second down, about 13. And they'll go option. Homestead defended it perfectly. Luke Palmer, in the middle of the play, took the pitch away. When Green then turned upfield, Palmer squeezed and helped on the tackle. You couldn't have defended it any better that time for Homestead. And it's only a gain of one at the 39, and it's going to bring up a third down and 12. Yeah, that was uh, well defended. And again, assignments there. They did their assignments, and it took them right to where the ball was. And that's what you have to do on defense is assignment football. 14-7 lead for the Homestead Spartans. Warsaw facing third and 12 from their own 39. Here's a roll to the left, looking to throw green. Pumps it, throws it, first sideline, diving effort at the sideline. No, he was out of bounds. And that was really, to be honest, that was a really nice catch over there, but he couldn't keep his feet in. Yeah. That's Adamek who who, uh, ended up making the catch on the out route. Not a poorly thrown football, but just not enough room on the sideline to stay in bounds. And so the incomplete pass brings a fourth and 12, and Warsaw will punt. Yeah, well-thrown ball. If if, If he buys himself some time on the boundary there, it's a first down. On to punt is Colton Wampler. Remember, he's not a deep kicker, and Homestead's lined up way back, about 45 yards. Yeah, they got to get him up. Bad snap. That, that, yeah, Ooh. the snap bounced, and then a shank kick. Again, very short kick. It bounces at the Homestead 39 and takes a sideways kick out of bounds at about the 36. So, a 25-yard kick, and Homestead's just going to have to bring the guy up. I mean, that, yeah. I don't know if that was Chambers or Anderson that was back, but he was lined up at his own 20, and that ball barely made it to the 40. Yeah, if I'm Homestead, I want Ethan Chambers in a position, if it gets a good kickoff, that he can get his hands on it because the kid's talented and make Warsaw covering. Spartans have the ball already up a touchdown, 14 to 7, 8:43 remaining before halftime. Shotgun snap for the left hash, play action to throw. Got a man over the middle. It's caught by Chambers at the 45, and he trips up at the 48. Nice job on a 12-yard gain. First down for the Spartans. One of their RPOs where they run the counter back to the weak side and then kind of pop the Chambers in behind the linebackers there. And good read by Ornsby. From their own 48-yard line, Homestead has it. First and 10. Two receivers to the wide side right. Single receiver to the left. And they'll give it to Sudar. Sudar takes it to the right, cuts up off tackle, and then gets wrapped up near the line of scrimmage. There's not going to be much there for Nick Sudar. Came into the game with 201 yards rushing on 42 carries. That's a 4.8 yards per carry average. He didn't help that on that run. It's a gain of only a yard. Second down and nine. They put it at the 49-yard line. Four receivers with Sparrow the slot to the right, Chambers the slot to the left, Anderson wide left, Kissler wide right, single back of Sudar. Ball right in the middle of the field on the H logo. Quick throw on the out, and it's caught at the Warsaw 45, and then turning it upfield, which looks like yards after the catch for a first down or not. Nope, they're going to say it's about a half yard short. They're going to put the ball down at about the 43. 
And Homestead fans want a better spot. They'd like to see this be a first down. It said it's going to be third down, less than a yard to go, with 7.40 in the clock running here in the second quarter. Spartans, third down and a yard from the Warsaw 43. Here's Ormsby, a keeper, and the big quarterback, 6'3", about 220 pounds, just bulldozes for about three yards and a first down. He was very patient that time, Shannon. He realizes he doesn't need to really rush it as big as he is. All he has to do is fall forward through a tackle, and he can get that one-yard gain. Picked up about three that time, and it's a first down for Homestead. Yeah, they want to utilize him in those situations and not get too carried away with it because you don't want to get him dinged up. From the right hash, first and ten at the Warsaw, 41. Spartans with the ball. Little screen. Sparrow. They got blocking set up in front of him. Sparrow, 30. Hit and taken down. No yards after contact, but that's going to be an 11-yard gain in the first down for the Spartans. Well, they put trips to the left. Two of them were blockers. Sparrow was the one who got that screen pass, and Anderson and Chambers did a nice job of sealing on their blocks. They had a great job out there on the perimeter. First and ten, Spartans. They've got the ball at the Warsaw 30-yard line on the left hash. Sparrow the slot to the right. Kissler wide to the right on the left side. You've got Anderson split. Chambers the tight end. Play action. Throwing over the middle. Looking for Anderson. And it's picked off by Warsaw. Warsaw picks it off. Return near sideline. 30, 35, 40, 45. And finally thrown down at midfield. But you got a flag. And you got a homestead spark that is down. Holding his leg. At the 20-yard line, one of the Spartans is down, and there's two flags on the play. And you might have had a crackback block, and I think, and I'm trying to see and do some inventory and make sure that's not Orangeby that's down. No, I think it's one of the offensive linemen who got chopped, you know, below the waist. You can't do that in, in, uh, in high school on a return. And just back to that play, that was just a poor decision by Orangeby there. Mason, yeah. Mason Martz was the one who stayed yeah. back and got that interception. He's their leader defensively, but when he threw the ball, Martz just read his eyes and ran to it. He had really nobody to occupy him. You can't throw the ball over that middle part like that and when you don't have somebody occupying him, so not a good decision. Looked almost like that cover, too, because you had two safeties. Martz was kind of the free one, came over and helped out. Cut in front of Anderson and picked it off. And Martz for uh, for the Tigers, 6'2", 185, and you saw the athleticism after he picked it off. He had a nice return yeah. to midfield, but it's all being called back. But it will be a And so the turnover will give the ball to Warsaw. That's costly, Shannon, because yeah. Homestead had a chance to go up two scores. And you talked earlier about how you want to build that cushion against the Tigers because you can get them in an area that they're not real comfortable being down, especially as you get into the second half. Yeah, and that was a missed opportunity there, and you just can't let those like that go away because Warsaw's a team that can hang around. So Aaron Green, the offense on the field for the Warsaw Tigers. He starts from his own 12 after the penalty. Handoff up the middle, and Hadamio is 
hit and brought down after gaining only a couple out to the 14-yard line. It's going to be second down and eight. The clock will continue to run and take under six minutes left here in the first half. Martins 14, Warsaw 7. Yeah, that penalty really hurt Warsaw in terms of field position. It brought him back about 30 yards. Second down and eight from their own 14-yard line. Green under center, and Green will keep it. He'll pound out to the 20-yard line, gain six. And again, it looks like Homestead defends it pretty well, but Green, who just keeps his feet moving as he works through traffic, was able to weave himself for about six yards. And there's a flag that just came flying, and I don't know exactly what that is. There's someone down in the backfield for Warsaw, and I'm not sure... Well, they called it what we had. Yeah, they just called it unsportsmanlike, so it had to be something afterward, maybe something being said. So, from the 20, we're going to get a march off. They call that against Homestead? Yeah, and I can tell you the culprit because he's being brought out of the game right now. So, you know, that's what you look for when you're trying to figure out who messed up is who comes out. So that was... Uh, You had Warsaw pin deep, and you give them the 35 after the march-off. Yeah, you just cannot do that, especially something like that that's after the play. We saw things get a little chippy with Homestead and Snyder last week. And now this one all the way out to the 35 where Warsaw has it first and 10, and the official has called over the two captains. Aaron Green and Luke Palmer were brought together. And you know what I think is happening? We're getting some jawing and a little chippiness, and that flag was the flag that was supposed to send the message. And if they didn't get it, the official just verbally delivered it. And now both teams are going to huddle up and talk about what the referee just told the two captains. And they're playing very aggressive. And again, it's how Warsaw plays the game in this offense can be very frustrating for a defense. 5.36 left here in the second quarter. A 14-7 Homestead lead. Warsaw the ball. First and 10 at the 35. Handoff first man through. And he's got a wide open seam. Hamadillo has it into Homestead territory. All the way down to the Spartans 30. And just like 34 that. yards on that carry up the middle by Juan Jaramillo. Just like that, there's the big play. You know, they ran it, ran it, ran it. And next thing you know, he's popping out the back end. And now they're in, in scoring territory. They put this at about the 30-yard line. First hit 10 for the Tigers. And there's the handoff again. Jaramillo, and he'll take it inside the 30, down to about the 27. Solid three-yard gain. It's second down and seven for the Tigers, but that play, Shannon, also shows how big that penalty was. Oh, huge. Now you flip the field, and the Tigers only down by seven with 4.55 left in the half. This style of offense, they could burn 4.55 <laughs> going these last 30 yards. Yeah, and remember, this drive started on the 11, on uh, Warsaw's 11-yard line. After that interception and the penalty from the 27, second down and seven. And it is a keeper for Green. He faked the handoff to the fullback and then followed 
behind the left guard, and he dives inside the 25 to the 23, where it's going to bring up a third down and short, maybe a couple to go. Homestead's going to have to figure out a way to defend the follow, the quarterback follow, because that's what they're running. And uh, they're just giving up way too many yards on that. You know, the fullback dives, and then the quarterback pulls it out, follows him through the hole. So here's a third down, short three from the 23-yard line. And the fullback gets it. He's hit at the line of scrimmage and tried to push forward maybe for a yard. They will put him just outside the 21, and this is a big fourth down. You've got 348, clock running, fourth down, a yard to go for Warsaw at the 21-yard line of Homestead. Yeah, in in Coach Curtis's philosophy, this is an automatic. There's no, you know, one yard to go for their offense. Well. Uh, it's a it's a no-brainer. And you've got a kicker that's 0 for 2 in field goals this year. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it even an easier decision. A yard to go on this fourth down play. Green gets under center. Here is the pitch. They're going to bring it wide and to the edge. First down inside the 20. Tackled at about the 16. And that is Jones. And there's a flag. And something else was said, another flag after the play, well after the play. As the players were getting up, the flag was thrown. And we're going to have, I'm sure, some kind of unsportsmanlike, and I think it's going to be against Warsaw this time. And that could be a big penalty against the Tigers. Yeah, it depends on whether they call it dead ball in or not. Yeah, it appeared to be after the play, but so, that is going to be a decision. That's a dead ball penalty. So it is a first down run, and now you'll march it back, but it's about field position. Yep. And really, for Warsaw, even though it is a major penalty, and I'm sure they're not going to be happy about it, with 3-12 left in the half, if Warsaw is able to get this in, that actually gives them more yardage to burn the 3-12 before they eventually try to score. So they'll march it off. The penalty occurred at about the 15-yard line, where it would have been first and 10. And so here we go. March it back to the 30. Well, march it back to the 31. Let's throw a bonus yard in there because that's our second one. We're going to start adding a yard to each march off. Uh, he did start at the 15, Shannon. Yeah. Maybe the penalty was actually from the 16 because he marched it to the 31-yard line where it is now first and 10 for Warsaw at the Homestead 31-yard line. 3.07 and the clock is running. It's a 14-7 Homestead lead. Tigers line up from the right hash. A wing on each side, fullback is Hadamio. And there's Hadamio with a short gain. It was that Green who kept it. It was Green who kept it that time. And that'll go for a gain of maybe a three or four yards. They'll put it at the 27, so they'll give him four on that. Now it's second down, long six. Down to two and a half minutes to play, and the clock keeps running. Well, this will be an interesting situation once we get to the final seconds because, remember, the field goal kicker is 0 for 2. Sweep heading to the left, trying to get to the edge. This is Zollinger, and Zollinger cuts it up inside the 20. It's down to the 16-yard line, and that should be... A first down, and it is. Yeah, they're just getting out flanked. They cannot get their kids, you know, outside to defend that because they're just getting out flanked by Warsaw. 
you know, it's uh, once they they kind of seal that block, and then the the sweet man gets to the edge. He's got a nice little pathway down the sideline to turn it into pretty good yardage. And so it's first and ten, and they've got the ball at about the 15. This time they'll try the sweep play coming to the right, all the way to the right side. Jones cuts it at the 15, picks up a block, and goes down near the 10 after gaining five or six yards. It'll be second down, a minute 45, clock runs. What do you do if you're Chad Zolman here? It's got to be a tough decision if you're the Homestead coach on whether you take time out so you just let the whole clock burn down. Well, you know, being in the position they're up, you may want to just see what they get to. And maybe if they get the first down, then you may want to try to conserve some time. You don't want to give them time to score, but you also don't want them to burn all the way down to zero and get this game tied, take momentum to the locker room. Here is the handoff fullback. Amadeo's up the middle. He's all the way down inside the five and gets close, but short at the one-yard line where it's going to be first and goal for the Warsaw Tigers with a minute ten remaining here in the second quarter. Tigers one yard away from getting a chance to tie this up. It is 14-7 Homestead. With this drive that started back at the 11 after an interception at the goal line for the Warsaw Tigers has turned in to a first and goal at the 1. Under center, quarterback Aaron Green. He'll give it to the fullback, Jaramillo, and he is in for the touchdown. Tigers score from the 1. Juan Jaramillo. And an extra point from Cole Wampler, who's 39 of 42 this year, will tie this up with 42 seconds left in the half. Pretty impressive drive there by Warsaw, going about uh, 89 yards. Aaron Green will hold it. Wampler will kick it to tie the score. The snap, good. The set and the kick is good. We're all tied up. 14 apiece, 42 seconds remaining. Is that enough time for the Homestead offense? We'll find out when we return to the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. On 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, we're back to the field. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 42 seconds remaining here in the second quarter, and Homestead will get the kickoff. It's all tied up, 14 apiece, Homestead and Warsaw, but with 42 seconds and all three timeouts. This war, this Homestead offense has time, Shannon. Yeah, they, they've got the opportunity here, and if they get good enough field position, I would imagine Coach Zolman will push the envelope. And remember, Wampler is not a guy who kicks the ball deep. No. The return guys for Homestead are at about the 15-20 yard line, so they expect this to be a short kick. Wampler tees it up at his own 40, gets the signal, 
And two steps, and he'll kick a high punch in the air. Kistler at the 32. He's going to go on the run to the right, try to get the corner. Cuts it up just outside the hash marks and dives forward to the 39-yard line. 36.4 seconds. Homestead with good field position and all three timeouts to work with. They start at their own 39-yard line with a tie game, 14 apiece. I think you got to get yourself a, a chance here to do something because uh, of the way the game is right now being tied up. Well, and Homestead will get the second half kickoff. Remember that. They deferred, so they'll get the ball to start the second half. If they could score here and then do something to start the second half, that could be huge, Shannon. You're looking against this Warsaw team to get the two-score lead. Yeah. Then if you come up with a stop, you can make it a three-score game, maybe into the fourth quarter, and that would be very difficult for this Warsaw offense. Yeah, you want Warsaw chasing you, not the other way around. You know, Warsaw came out and went down the field the first first uh, series of the game and scored, and now you're chasing them. You want them to chase you because that makes them uncomfortable. They're a team that wants to play with the lead or within a score, and uh, missed opportunity there. They took the interception, and they got six out. It was like a 14-point turnaround. So that was a huge, huge drive by Warsaw. So far, this game has been very similar to what Warsaw had last week against another SAC team and the Carroll Chargers, where you know the Chargers seem to be able to control the game and and get themselves in a position where they could maybe go for that two-score lead, but things happened and they never really could do it. And in the end, it was Warsaw that came away with a seven-point win. Yeah, and... Uh you know, same thing. Their offense was just, you know, controlling the clock. And they, I think Carroll had eight minutes of ball possession. After the Warsaw timeout, teams are back on the field. It's at the right hash at their own 39. Hornsby will line up. He's got 36 seconds and three timeouts. Drop back. They're going to set up the screen. They throw the little bubble to the wide receiver, Kissler. Kissler in midfield, tackled nicely in the open field. And that will be a first ball sits on the big H at midfield here at Daywalter Stadium. 28 seconds. And now Homestead, I believe, will take the timeout. It's their first. And so we've got a timeout on the field. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week, where we're tied at 14, late for first half. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Homestead back on the field at midfield, first and ten. Spartans line up with 28.4 seconds remaining in the half. They've got two timeouts remaining. It's tied at 14. Shotgun snap. Here comes a blitz, and they set up a screen. Anderson, 45-40, and falling down at the 38. 12-yard pickup on and- to Anderson, and that time, boy, Ormsby couldn't hold the ball very long there because the Warsaw Tigers came with that blitz right up the middle, and they were right in Ormsby's face as he unloaded that. Yeah, they were running that screen setup that Homestead likes to run because Warsaw's playing basically what we call prevent. They're, they've got three guys way deep, and the middle of the field's wide open, so that's what they are trying to exploit there. Timeout is Homestead's second. They will have one timeout remaining. We've got 21.9 seconds. A 14-14 game. 
It was Warsaw that scored first, 81 yards in 13 plays on the first possession, or 80 yards. And then the Spartans answered. It took them one play to go 79 yards. Homestead eventually took the lead, 14-7, on a touchdown pass from eight yards out. Hornsby to Gage Sparrow, but Warsaw has answered. And now it is Homestead with the football at the Warsaw 38-yard line with 21.9 seconds left here in the second quarter. It is first and 10. Shotgun for Ormsby. Drops back. Looks over the middle. Throws. They'll go the screen again. This time it is Sparrow bouncing it wide. He'll try to get out of bounds, and he does at the 33-yard line with 14.3 seconds. That is a smart play by Gage Sparrow. He caught the ball in the middle of the field, but when he saw the opening, he sprinted to make sure he saved a timeout there and got out of bounds after gaining about six. Now at the 32. It is second down. Ball of the left half, trip receivers to the right. The lone back is Nick Sudarth with 14.3 seconds and a timeout. Anderson, wide to the left, trip receivers to the right, and whistles, and a timeout called by Warsaw just ahead of the snap. That is the second timeout of the half called by the Warsaw Tigers. What are you looking for there, Shannon? You're trying to get an idea of the play call, or what What do you see just ahead of the snap that you jump in and call the timeout defensively? I don't think he liked the way they were aligned uh, uh, on their perimeter because they had committed basically to man under with a three, uh, two deep pro- uh, concept. And really, the middle of the field is really soft. And I think what he's, Coach Curtis is trying to prevent is an attempt at a field goal because I think with the time, I would be thinking that Coach Zoll is trying to get them probably another oh seven eight ten yards yeah, yeah I would say to make a, a safe try at it right yeah probably if they can get it inside the 25 and kick it from it from 42 43 but I always think in high school you're you feel much better if it's inside a 40 yard attempt yeah. and they would to do that they need about 10 yards here. 14.3 seconds, and Warsaw just jumped into the neutral zone. And or was there movement? Yeah, no, it's a false start against Homestead. Again. Yeah. Especially off a timeout. Well, now they need even more if they yeah. want to get into field goal range. That really hurts. It's only a five-yard march off, but now they're back at the 37-yard line. And you got to think about the 22 is a safe distance to try to get a legitimate kick here. Drop back Ornsby, looking, looking. Here comes pressure. Throw over the middle. It's off the fingertips of Gage Sparrow at the 20, and it goes incomplete. Lucky that that deep safety didn't have a chance to pick it after it deflected off of Sparrow's hands. And that's one, you know, the old uh, the old phrase, Shannon, if it hits you in the fingers, you ought to be catching it. Sparrow yeah. just couldn't hold on. Yeah, he, he, he's got to make that play there because if he does, they're definitely in field goal range. Now, Isaac Farkas comes in. They're going to empty the backfield, put in an extra wideout. Not sure what role Farkas will play, but he's normally a safety defensively. Drop back for Ormsby. Look. 
looking, looking. Now he throws late. Over the middle, it's caught at the 20. Trying to get out of bounds. Can't timeout. do it one second. And will they get the timeout with point four? The clock stops. Timeout or not, this is Homestead. And they, they're going to stop the clock quickly here. And they are going to get a chance at the field goal. It's at the 17, make it the 18-yard line. So this is going to be about a 35, maybe a 36-yard attempt for Homestead to take the lead with only four-tenths of a second left before halftime. Yeah. I think that was Sparrow again, right? It was on the cross. Yeah. And again, he sprinted to the sideline to try to get out of bounds. Yeah. And really, in that situation, Shannon, he would have been better just to drop it to a knee yes. because yeah. he wasted time trying to get to the sideline, and Homestead did have that extra timeout that they were going to have to use anyway. Yeah, there's where you got to be field awareness in that. In that instance there, he'd have been better, like you said, Brett, just dropping to the ground and getting a timeout. Now, they were fortunate they got one. They put 1.2 back on the clock. Well, the other thing is if he'd have, if he'd been dropping to the ground and not looking for the sideline, he may have been able to get three or four more yards vertically. Vertically, yes. but he went sideways looking to get to the sideline. Just too difficult to do that. So the hold will be right at the 25, making this a 35-yard attempt, and it's not going to be Dugan. It's Carter Dixon that's going to try to kick it. It's on the left hash. It's a 35-yard try to put Homestead ahead on the final play of the first half, and they're going to try to freeze him. Warsaw is going to take a timeout. We'll keep it here. And coming up at the half, we're going to have a recap of what happened our first 24 minutes of this one, but we're also going to get a full scoreboard from John Graham, who's back in the studio on the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report. Of course, later tonight, I'll shoot over to the Coventry Pizza Hut, where I'll meet up with Caleb Hatch. We'll have scores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more. And we'll set you up for the regionals coming up next week. Right now, it's 28-14 Lures over Eastside at the half. That's huge. What we're hearing in our report is that Eastside having trouble passing the ball against that Bishop Lures defense. So the Knights trying to make a statement, get their second straight win over a very respected NECC team after beating undefeated Fairfield last week. Here we go, a 35-yard field goal to end the first half. Again, Carter Dixon will kick it. Grady swing the hold from the left hash. The snap, the set, line drive, kick, and good! Not the way you usually see him go through, but he drilled it. And Carter Dixon has put the Homestead Spartans on top with his 35-yard field goal as time expires here at the end of the first half. Homestead leads it 17-14 over the Warsaw Tigers. We'll take a break here at the half, and when we come back here to the stadium, we're going to recap our first 24 minutes. Shannon will give you the rundown of the scoring here in the first half. And still on the way with the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report, we're going to get scores of all our 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A games around Northeast Indiana. A lot still ahead and a lot to be decided here in this one. At the half, Homestead 17, Warsaw 14. You're listening to the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 
This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We are back here at Homestead High School, Dave Walter Stadium, where at the half, Homestead leads it 17-14 to over the Warsaw Tigers, and some drama getting a field goal as time expired to give them that 17-14 lead. Well, Shannon, when you look at the scoreboard, you see 17-14. to It's still a one-score game. It's probably, I mean, for Warsaw, I'd say they feel very comfortable with where they're at right now. Yeah, I mean, they're a team that wants to keep it in, 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 uh, striking distance. A three-point lead to them is not anything that's going to panic them. And uh, you know, I think for Homestead, I think it's pretty obvious offensively. They can do what they want offensively. I think what they need to do because of that, you got to stay aggressive, but I don't think you have to get overly crazy by just throwing the ball down the field vertically. Run the football, take time, because the best defense is the one that's standing over there by Coach Zolman because of what Warsaw's offense is able to do. Well, Shannon, i got to get down on it, and while I do, I'm going to let you go ahead and give us our first half scoring. <laughs> well, we're going to give it a try. In the, to start the game, the Warsaw Tigers took the ball from their 20. They go on a 13-play, 80-yard drive. Juan Hadamio was a four-yard run. PAT was good. Warsaw was up 7 to nothing. Homestead comes right back. They go one play. 79-yard touchdown pass. Hornsby to Nate Anderson. Dugan's PAT was good, and we were all tied 17-all. Homestead then scores again with 11.55 in the second quarter. They go on a six-play, 55-yard drive. Hornsby hits Sparrow on an eight-yard touchdown pass, and Dugan's PAT was good. Homestead was up 14-7. Warsaw comes back after getting a huge interception about the one from their 11. They go on a 12-play, 89-yard drive again with 42 seconds left in the half. Again, uh, Hadamio on a one-yard touchdown run. The PAT was good, and we were all tied up at 14. Homestead comes right back with a 1.2 seconds left. Carter Dixon hits a 35-yard field goal to give Homestead the lead at halftime 17-14 and the ball in the second half. That's going to be key is starting the second half of the football because I would imagine if you're Homestead, the perfect start to the next session is going to be score with that possession and then get a stop because at that point now you take real control of this football game. Yeah, it's going to be real critical in the third quarter there. Right in that first few minutes that Homestead establishes themselves, gets points, and then like you said, get a stop. Get a stop and get your offense back on the field. They've got to look at two things. they got to look how they're going to have to defend that wide sweep because right now they're getting out leverage very badly. And then secondly, how can they stop Green on the quarterback follow? Because that's the guy that's kind of chopping up the yards. They've done pretty good on the fullback dive other than the one big run they got there. And they really haven't ran the triple where they've pulled it and gone to the perimeter and pitched it. So those are some things that Warsaw probably will get to a little bit more in the second half. Homestead defensively, he's got to get a couple things there in, in, in check because they cannot give up the big yardage that they gave on those plays. I think also Coach Zolman is going to talk to his team about maintaining discipline because a turnover and a subsequent unsportsmanlike penalty 
those proved pretty large here in the first half. Those mistakes, one was a 14-point swing yeah. because Homestead looked like they were heading down the field to perhaps score and take a 14-point lead. Instead, Warsaw got the ball, and they got a real boost on that possession by a 15-yard penalty that gave them the first down, got them out near midfield where they were much more comfortable in being pinned deep in their own end, and eventually they took that down to score and tie the game. Those kind of mistakes you just don't want to make against a team like Warsaw that takes advantage of them. And that's a play that we could potentially look back on after the game, depending on what happens here in the second half, and and, and that becomes the key component of this ball game. So, uh, great job by Homestead there, getting points there before the half. They did a great job getting the ball down the field, and again, I think they just much, much better offensively than what Warsaw is defensively. Here at the half, we've got Homestead with a 17-14 to lead over the Warsaw Tigers. These teams come in with an 8-2 record for Warsaw. Homestead, winners of nine straight are 9-1, and ranked 8th in Class 6A. But I'll tell you what, you got a couple of pretty darn good coaches going head-to-head in this one. I, I, you know, I looked up the numbers between these two coaches and combined they've won 370 games losing 153. That's a 71% winning percentage. Pretty good job on both sidelines by the head guys. No question, and kudos to the Warsaw Tigers luring Coach Curtis from Mishawaka. Here's a guy that's been at Mishawaka forever, done great things there, and been a, a very good program and a great town for high school athletics. And Warsaw gets him to come here, and they've, he's rejuvenated the town in football. Absolutely. And you see a good crowd on both sides. And it's nice to see because uh, there's some places where fans are very, very limited. Here we actually have a decent number of fans, and it's good to see so many people made the trip from about 40 miles to our west. 17-14, Homestead leader here at the half over Warsaw, and we will go ahead and take it back to the studio after this break. John Graham will continue with the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report. He's got scores of other area games coming up to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's sectionals finals week here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. I am John Graham, and here are your updated halftime scores. In 6A, our game of the week, obviously, Homestead Spartans are leading Warsaw 17-14 to at the half. In 5A, we got Northside leading Dwayner 6-3. to in 4A, we got a local game, East Noble leading Leo 10 to nothing in the second. Also in 4A, we have Marion leading Delta 7 to nothing. In 3A, we got Concordia leading Norwell 17 to nothing in the second. In 2A, we got Lures leading East Side 28 to 14 at the half. Moving down to 1A, we got Madison Grant. Oh, sorry, my bad. South Adams is leading Madison Grant 48-7 to at the half. And Adam Central and Southwood are both tied 7-7. to And we got a bonus sc- score just in. Westfield 
leads Fishers 14 to nothing at the half. Tune in after the game as Caleb Hatch and Brett Rump will have all your post-game analysis and tell you who is likely to match up with who. And after this quick break, we'll head back to the sectional playoff as the Warsaw, Warsaw Tigers visit the Homestead Spartans. At the half, Homestead is leading Warsaw 17-14 to in the last-minute field goal. This has been John Graham with your Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. You're listening to 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Beautiful night for football. Enjoying some of the outdoor weather here during our halftime break as the Homestead Spartans lead it over the Warsaw Tigers, 17-14. to We're just about set to start our third quarter. I am Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith, John Graham. Back in the 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM Studios. Great job on the halftime updates and a few surprises for me, Shannon. I, I'm being shamed this week. I've had such a great season with my high school football <laughs> picks, but uh, Lewis blowing uh, you know blowing up uh, east side you've got Concordia dominating Norwell didn't see that one coming uh, and then East Noble which I did pick with a with a pretty big lead against uh, Leo at the half so, really yeah wow. so we've got some storylines to talk about once we finish this up we'll be at the Coventry Pizza Hut for your Indiana physical therapy post game show but until then we've got 24 minutes of football. You know, it'll be interesting. It would be interesting here is if uh, Homestead better be alert because Warsaw may do something, try to onside, you know, surprise onside or something just to steal a possession. They've got their kids up quite a bit more. Yeah, they do. They're looking at the possibility. But remember, Warsaw doesn't kick it deep anyway. Yeah, they've been boot- they've been just punching it up in the air. They're not. They don't have a strong leg. Here's the kick, and they will just kind of pop it, let it. Bounce its way to the sideline and oh, let it go out of bounds. It's grabbed and then a late hit. While falling out of bounds, and Warsaw ran him over, and that's going to tack on 15. You know, you're right, but I don't know if that ball. You had a Warsaw defender flying down the field, Shannon, and it had hopped right, right along, yeah. staying in bounds. I, I don't know at what point do you let it keep bouncing. Well, it's easier said than done because we're up here watching in, an, in a different type of speed in some cases. He has to make a decision. Now, what he did good there, he made a decision and he committed to it. It yeah. wasn't like that. Plus, now they pick up 15. Yeah, it is going to be 15. Warsaw fans not happy with the 15-yard penalty. I don't think so. And so you're tech. They called they called the ball out of bounds. They didn't call it like a, a, a late hit. Oh, well, I'm not sure. That was not the call. No, I, sure. the ball was clearly in the field of play. I thought so. Now too. let me ask this: if he if he touches it while stepping out, is it like a receiver? If he, yeah, no. I mean, theoretically, the ball's dead where he took the ball. If he had a possession inbounds and went out of bounds, that's what it looked like yeah. to me. Was that he made the play just on the inside of the line? That and then out. fell out of bounds with the ball. But I thought well, it's only five yards, but it's still first and ten for Homestead at their own 35. It's not bad field position as they go left to right yeah. to start our second half, leading by three. 
Evan Ormsby, the senior quarterback, 6'3", 220. Nick Sudar's in the backfield. You've got trip receivers to the right side over on the left. Single receiver is Kissler to the right. Here's the snap and a quarterback draw. Right up the middle, Ormsby. Good running room. Acosta 45, and he carries a tackler out to the 49-yard line. 14 yards, and there's a flag laying at the 36. Could be a face mask. I don't think this is a blocking penalty. I thought... Oh, it is. Oh, boy. They are calling a downfield block against Homestead. And Jared Kistler was just talking to the official, holding out his hands. I think that would be probably the guilty party. He tried to get into the middle of the field to help with a block and must have held on to somebody because they'll march off 10 yards. Now, the flag 11 yards downfield, so it's a 10-yard march off. We have that rare situation of a first down and nine. Yeah, that one, you never make sense to me. Their own 36, first down and nine for the Spartans. They'll put three receivers, wide side left, single receiver Kissler to the right, Sudar's the lone running back. Hornsby calls out the play. He steps five yards deep in the gun. Good snap, quick throw over in the left. It's caught. Sparrow got a couple blocks. Sparrow, 40, stops at the sideline at the 43, and then finally just shoots up to the 46 before stepping out of bounds. That'll be enough for a first down. They gave him across the 45, and I'm looking because it looks like they're saying at the 45 he went out of bounds, but that's got to be a first down. It is. Yeah. He did a good job of what we call circling the defense there on the bubble screen. First and ten for the left hash. They'll run the same play, this time bringing it this side. They'll go to Chambers. Chambers avoids one at midfield and then finally stacked up at the Warsaw 48-yard line after gaining seven. Well, they tried that same exact play. Once to the left, once to the right. Not as successful coming this side, but still seven yards on first down. Not bad for Homestead. They've got second down and three, and they're on Warsaw's side of the 50 at the 48. That was a good play by Warsaw's safety, Martz. He did a great job coming down. He's their best secondary player. Balance formation with two receivers each side, and it'll be a keeper for Ormsby. Follows the block of Sudarth. Ormsby gets to the 45 and then pops backwards, but the 45 was the yard to gain. Now let's just see where they sit it down. I think it's first down. It's got to be I mean, they're, they're marching at 10 yards at a time right at the mark, and let's see. They put it at the well, if it touches the line, that's where it was the last time. They put it on the 45-yard line, but they won't move. Now they do move the chain. A lot of indecision on whether or not they're going to give them the first down. Finally, the near side side judge says, yes, let's move the chain. First and 10, Homestead. The Spartans have it at the Warsaw 45-yard line. Made in motion, Sparrow, right to left. They'll give it to him with a jet sweep. He goes wide, picks up a block, cuts up at the hash marks inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. Eight yards, Gage Sparrow. Seeing a lot more attack, trying to get the edge a little bit with the Homestead Spartans to start this second half. Yeah, and then quarterback run because you got the numbers in the box that you get an extra hat on a defender. So nice adjustments there at halftime they've made. Kistler, the 
lone receiver to the left, trips to the right, and they'll again go with that screen. Chambers makes the catch. At the 40, he is hit and pushed backwards. Not much there for Chambers. And Morsaw really jumped that early. They identified the trip receivers on the near side, and I think they knew the play call was coming because that Warsaw defender, Johnny Burrett, he almost jumped that route, and that would have been a pick six if yeah. you if you pick off that wide screen pass to the wide receiver. Yeah, it just took too long to develop. It is a third down, almost five to go. Quarterback draw, Ormsby. He's going to be inside the 35 and down to the 32-yard line. First down on the eight-yard run by Evan Ormsby. Now, what I think you're going to see if they come back to that bubble screen look, you're going to see him pump it and go try to go over the top because of the, what they did last time aggressively. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're starting to jump that, and just watch when Homestead sets up trips on one side or the other. Who slips it? First and 10 at the Warsaw 32. Spartans, first possession of the second half, leading 17 to 14. And a quick throw by Ormsby. Don't know if his arm got hit or what, but that came out wobbly and well offline from his receiver out on that far side. And an incomplete pass. It's going to be second down and 10. I think he was expecting Anderson to keep running a slant route, and Anderson set down more like a hitch route. So there was looked like there may have been some miscommunication between him and Anderson there. So second down and 10 at the 32-yard line. Spartans trying to build on a three-point lead. We're just underway in the second half. Read option, give to Sudarth, and Sudarth is tripped up with the shoelaces about three yards deep in the backfield. He was able to fall forward with the football back to the 34. It's a loss of two, and now it's third down and 12. Well, they got... well, they've gone wide so many times, yeah. Shannon, and Warsaw starting to shoot in. and that time, Sudarth never could get the edge. From the 34-yard line, third down and 12. Drop back, Ormsby looking, firing, and a seam route caught. Or was it? Going down low, trying to make the catch was Anderson. I gave it to him. And they'll give him the catch at the 17-yard line, first down. Well, replay, fortunately, doesn't exist in high school football. But that was a low-sliding catch by Nate Anderson. And it was basically hands, football, and ground all together as Anderson had to go down to get that one. And they'll sit it at the 19, where it's a first and 10 in the red zone for the Homestead Spartans, and the Spartans might have got a break. Yeah, that's a hard call to make by the officials because they just don't have that extra body deep. Moresby gives it off to Sudarth. He'll take it to the wide left, and he'll be taken down before he turned the corner. Give him two yards to the 17, second down and eight. But this Warsaw defense doing a good job now reacting to those wide plays by the Spartans. Yeah, I think you know Homestead needs to get back and up vertically if they want to. But th- here's that three-by-one look, and this could be one of those ones where they try to pump and go. Second down and eight from the 17-yard line. Homestead on the left hash puts trip receivers to the right. This is where they've shown that wide receiver screen. Let's see if this is where they fake the screen and go to the end zone. Here's play action, and they'll give it instead to Sudar. He'll take it right up the middle and dive inside the 15 to about the 14. 
Three-yard gain. Clock runs, 7.20 remaining here in the third quarter. And from the 14-yard line, the Spartans facing a third down and five to go. Let's see if they come back with that quarterback draw that they've had. They've ran a couple times here. Might be two-down territory right here. Ball is on the left hash. Two receivers each side. Single back of Sudarth, and it will be... A fake, and then a throw, and a completion. Here's Sparrow. He breaks away from a tackle. Sparrow, the sprint to the pylon. Did he get there? Yes, touchdown. Touchdown, Spartans. They go up nine, and they'll have a chance to make it ten on the extra point. A crossing route by Sparrow looked like a same play that he scored on in the first half, and he broke away from a tackle at about the ten-yard line and then won the sprint all the way to the near side Pylon. Yeah, just a, you know that's a big time play because he was looked like he was going down and he kicked free and then it was just a sprint to the corner. Extra point try on to try to kick it is Joe Dugan, the senior kicker. Swing the hold, the kick is up and we've got flags and whistles on the snap and a false start is called against the Homestead Spartans. They're going to have to kick this one from five yards further back. 6.52 remains, third quarter, 23-14, Homestead. Shannon, we talked at halftime that if there was a uh, plan to start this second half, that it would include scoring on the first possession and then getting a defensive stop. And so far, the Spartans have gotten the first part checked off the list. And that was a 12-play drive for Homestead as well. So they did it did it by running down some clock. And we saw some looks that drive that we don't see a lot of from Homestead. A lot of the wide sweeps and wide receiver screens, a lot of things trying to get the edge. And now, now you've got motion up front. Let's see who this is called against. This might have been an offside against Warsaw. It was. So we're going to go right back to the normal. <laughs> well, eventually we'll try to kick this extra point. Yeah. It is a nine-point game, 23-14 with 6.52 remaining here in the third quarter. It was tied at 14 in the last 45 seconds of our first half. Spartans capped off a Final minute drive in the first half with a 35-yard field goal as time expired to take a 17-14 lead to the locker room. And now here in the third quarter, they take the kickoff, go down the field, 65-yard drive, and now they'll try to add the extra point. The snap, set, kick is up, and it is no good. It missed to the right. After all that, a miss to the right by Joe Dugan, and it's 23 to 14. 6:52 remains here in the third quarter on the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. After the game, join us at the Coventry Pizza Hut. I'll be with Caleb Hatch. We'll have stores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more. Don't forget to use your Pizza Hut app and order your pizza to pick up on your way home. No one out pizzas the hut. 6.52 remains third quarter. With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump, and the Spartans now lead it 23-14. to Here's the kick. It's a deep kick, and it'll be a touchback. Caught at about the 
on, but the momentum took Jones into the end zone. And so Warsaw, for the fourth time tonight, will start first and ten on their own 20-yard line. See what the Homestead defense can do and see if there were any adjustments that they made. We talked about the play that seemed to be the most effective in that first half was not the fullback dive to uh, Jadamillo. It was Aaron Green following the fullback on the quarterback keeper. Yeah, the follow and then the, the wide sweep. They had a lot of success with that in the first half. Aaron Green, the senior quarterback, gets under center. And you've got the handoff to the fullback. And Jadamillo is going to take it for a short game, maybe a yard, yard and a half, out to about the 22, second down and eight. But Comstead may have changed some philosophically with the uh, on the perimeter because they look like they're playing up in their face man coverage now. Isaac Barkas is the only safety back. Single safety. Everybody else up close within five yards of the line of scrimmage. That Barkas only drops back about eight yards. Man in motion. They'll fake the give to the fullback. That time Green is trapped as he tried to follow the fullback through. Green goes. This is a huge down right here. Third and eight. We're talking about getting off the field here. Just outside the 22-yard line. We'll call it a long seven. They need the 30-yard line for the first down. Ball is inside the left hash. You've got two wide outs, both lined up to the right. Double wing and a pitch and the halfback option. He's throwing it deep. Man-to-man coverage midfield and oh, it's knocked away. In man-to-man coverage, Desmond Smith turned, found the football, and then stripped the receiver on the jump ball at midfield. And it's going to be fourth down and seven to go from their own 23-yard line. And Warsaw is going to have to punt, you would assume. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know. I, you know, Coach Curtis may be thinking like we were that if they don't get the first, if they don't. Offense is still out of the yeah, field. They yeah. haven't sent out the punter yet. Coach Curtis is really thinking about this. This would be a huge gamble from your own 23-yard line, but they will line up. And, you know, maybe it'll be give it a shot. Well, I thought maybe they would give it a shot to line up and see if they could get five free yards to make it an easier fourth down play. And They may still try that. Go hard count, see if you can make it a fourth down and two before you just concede and get into punt formation. But it is a timeout called by Warsaw with 535 remaining here. In the third quarter, Homestead Spartans lead it over Warsaw, 23 to 14. You know, the nice crowd here tonight. You know, yeah. I was looking at the Warsaw crowd; every bit as big as the yeah. Homestead crowd. Good to see the support for football because, well, this program's been around a while, Shannon, and it wasn't until last year when Bart Curtis arrived two years ago, it wasn't until last year that they claimed their first ever sectional championship, and they're going for two in a row. And the team they beat to win the sectional a year ago, 10. Yeah, huge win, program win for them last year. And I think what Coach Curtis may be thinking here, now that they're down, you know, two scores, is, if they get if they give the ball back to Homestead, they're down three. This takes them completely out of their comfort zone. So he may look at it and says, if we don't get the first down here anyway, I don't care if we punt it, they're going to score. They're going for it. The gambler is out here at Homestead. Fourth down and seven from the 23. 
Here is the snap. Oh, a rollout to the left. They oh, throw yeah. and it's blocked. It's blocked. They had Just they as wanted. he threw the pass, it was knocked down. A great defensive play for Max Schiltz, who's a junior linebacker. He came up and took green on that rollout to the left and the back slipped out and actually the back was wide open yeah Homestead. but when green went to throw it schultz knocked it down he didn't you know make a miss you know and max schultz made a play but on that play like you said they had jones wide. there was nobody within five yards of him he catches it it's not a touchdown but turnover on downs and homestead takes over at the 23 first and 10 handoff to sudar and oh boy did he just get blown up? Zudarth ends up losing yards back to the 24. It's a loss of one. Two Warsaw Tigers got in the backfield and sandwiched Sudar just as he took the handoff from Evan Ormsby. So it is second down and 11. Ormsby looks to the far sideline where Coach Chad Zolman and Bill Skelton recognized as one of the best offensive for, uh, coordinators and quarterbacks coaches here in the area. There's a throw. They'll throw that screen to the wide receiver. Caught by Anderson. He gets inside the 20 and slips his way to about the 17. So that is a gain of seven. Now you've got third down and about four to go for the Spartans. Let's see if they, well, they're getting trips. I was going to say, they may come back with that shallow cross route they've had much success with. Ball's on the left hash. Trips line up to the right. You've got a single receiver. Anderson to the left. Quarterback draw. Here goes Hornsby. He bounces away from one at the 16 and gets inside the 15, but he's still going to be a couple of yards short of the first down, and it's going to bring a fourth down, maybe a yard or two to go. And I think uh, Homestead just might go for it here because a field goal would just make it a 12-point game, not really change a whole lot of the complexion, Shannon. Yeah. You're up two scores now. A 12-point game is still two scores. Right, right. And, I, and with this yardage, you got to think that this is in their favor, fourth and two. Fourth and two from the 15. Shotgun snap left hash, Straight and ball. they'll go to the reverse, and they give it to Sparrow. Sparrow three, left edge, sideline, to the pylon, touchdown. What a play by Homestead, faking the option to the right, and then Sparrow reversed it and took the pitch, sweeping to the left. And nobody for Warsaw State at home, and Sparrow got the far sideline and went all the way to the house, and that is a huge score for the Homestead Spartans, who now take a 28 or 29 to 14 lead. This could make it 30 on the extra point. Last one missed to the right. There's the set and the kick, and it is good this time. So with 3.39 remaining in the third quarter, it's now a 30-14 to 14 lead for the Homestead Spartans over the Warsaw Tigers. This is the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 
On a fourth down and two, Homestead comes up with a great play deep in the playbook, but it was effective. In fact, it goes all the way to the end zone from 15 yards out, and the Homestead Spartans now lead it 30-14, to and they've scored 16 straight in this one since the last play of the first half where they took a 17-14 to lead on a 35-yard field goal from Carter Dixon. Now the kickoff for Dixon. Boy, he has been drilling these kickoffs. And he just drilled another one. That went, holy cow. That went all the way to the back line of the end zone. And so for the fifth time tonight, Warsaw has to start at their own 20. First down and 10 for the Tigers. The you know, that's something that you got to really mention because that is a huge benefit for Homestead's defense to put the ball on the 20 and force Warsaw to go 80 yards. Now, they're capable, but at least it gives you a better chance to stop them and not let them go 80 yards. Well, and the other thing now, when you're down 16 points, it's still two scores, but you don't want eight-minute drives. You need multiple yeah. possessions. <laughs> well, you're at that point, too, with 3.39 left in the quarter. You're running out of the time. You know, now they have to have a little bit more urgency. Yeah, a little more giddy-up-and-go. From the 20, first and 10, under center is Green, and he will keep it after faking to the fullback. Green will follow the right side of the line and fall forward to the 25 after picking up five yards. Really is just these plays where there never seems to be a hole. It's just a mass of people and the quarterback kind of falling forward among that group. And when you see him go down, he's five yards, six yards downfield. Right, right. And again, Homestead still has to play aggressive. They can't, you know, step off the gas pedal here. Second down and five from their own 25-yard line. Pitch over to the right. Here goes Jones. He spins at the sideline, gets across the 25, all the way out to the 30, and that could be a first down run. They're going to give him six out to the 31, first and 10 for Warsaw. That's the first time we've really seen the true triple where you pull and option the fourth man out there in space and big gain for Jones there. Jones has averaged 10.7 yards per carry this year. One of the three Warsaw Tigers to come into the game with over 800 yards rushing on the year. Double wing, single fullback, and it will be the fake to the fullback. Keeper for green, and he just falls forward and gets to about the 33. That's two yards for green. Second down at eight, and we've got only two and a half minutes left. Here in the third quarter, 30-14, to 14, the Homestead Spartans leading it over the visitors from Warsaw. Yeah, he wanted to pitch it there, but Homestead did a good job and forced him to turn it up. From the right hash, a receiver, two receivers line up short side to the right. Double wing, fullback is Jaramillo, and right up the middle, Jaramillo gets the carry, and he gets about two or three yards crossing the 35, and now it's going to bring up a third down, about five to go from the 35-yard line. We'll call it third six. This is a big play right here. Again, you don't want to get yourself into another fourth down from your own end. But you almost have to go for it. Yeah. If you don't make it a third down. Well, yeah, and again, you know, you're not seeing Warsaw with an overabundance of urgency right now. They still feel like they're in striking distance. Third down.
down. They've moved it to about the 36, so it's third down and five. And there's the option in the pitch. It's a sweep coming this way. Zollinger has a block, the 45-50, and across into Homestead territory before getting knocked out of bounds at the 43-yard line. That is 21 yards on the sweep, and Zollinger is a guy that we've not seen much of tonight. He's that other wing. You've got Jones on one side, Zollinger on the other, and Hadamio, the fullback. But they don't go to Zollinger quite as much, but that was a nice run coming to the near side and getting the first down. They got the triple, and they ran it perfectly. They're at the Homestead 43. Handoff, first man through, the fullback on the dive. Adamio will get to the 40 after gaining three. Second down and seven. And we're down to the last 50 seconds of our third quarter. 16-point game. Now this is also going to be for Warsaw. If they can finish a drive like this and get in the end zone, they almost are forced to go for two. Where you start thinking ahead as a coach, what is my two-point call? Because I'll yeah. need two of them if yeah. I can if I can get this comeback. Pitch to the right. Jones looks for a That's block. Why. He gets stretched all the way to the far sideline and eventually runs that. out of room. And then Homestead just threw him down. They're and lucky. that might bring a flag. Come on, Zebra! Well, I don't know how you don't have a flag on that. We had unsportsmanlike penalties in the first half. But that was a very overly aggressive spin and throw uh, down almost a wrestling move over there to drop Jones and I'm very surprised that a flag didn't come with it. Now it was right on Homestead's sideline. Well they gave him a pretty darn good spot there because I thought he was more like back here yeah. at 45. Yeah he never got back to the line of scrimmage. Oh wow. But they give him a yard gain. It's third down and nine. There's the pitch. A lot of room. Zollinger again coming near side nice but he gets tracked down. Huge Barkus will track him down and take out his feet at the 40. They'll give him the 38 where he fell forward, but it's going to bring up a fourth down and about five to go. Yeah, but, boy, did Barkas close on that because it sure looked like Zollinger had plenty of room to get the first down. Yeah, and Burton ducked inside, and you can't get inside on this. You've got to what we call leverage, leverage the play. Marcus, the safety, came over and made a beautiful play. We've completed three quarters. We'll head to the fourth when we come back. Homestead leads at 30-14 to 14 over Warsaw on the Masters Eating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Warsaw has the fourth down and five. From the 38-yard line, Warsaw will go for it on fourth down and six. Balls on the left hash. Back. The fullback, Jaramillo. And the triple option. They'll throw the pitch. Zollinger tried to get to the corner, the short side of the field. He never got the turn, and he got knocked out of bounds for a loss. And on fourth down, that'll turn it over to the Homestead Spartans. Yeah, that's, that's uh, two stops for Homestead. Interesting they went to Zollinger on that because yeah. he broke a play a couple of times ago. Last play, it looked like he had room, but Barkas came up and made a beautiful open field tackle. But that time they ran it to the short side. 
inside, which is tough. And it just looked like Zollinger was tentative trying to figure out where to get upfield before running out of real estate. And again, the key component there is they forced that, you know, they leveraged it and gave him nowhere to go. And that's what you got to do. String it along, string along, and have your buddies come game tackle. 30-14. to 14, Spartans lead it as we're early in the fourth. Five seconds into our fourth quarter. And it's first and ten. Homestead at their own 38-yard line. Trip receivers wide side to the left. Single receiver is Kistler to the right. Sudarth the lone back. And they will give it to Sudarth. And he's wrapped up. Maybe even short of the line of scrimmage. Looked like uh, Ormsby wanted to pull that there. And <laughs> Sudarth was having none of it. Well, he should have let him pull it because Sudarth had no room to run. It's actually uh, maybe a loss of a yard. Second yeah. down and 11 back at the 37-yard line. Still on the right hash. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. And this time they'll give it to Sudarth following off right tackle. Not much there. He finds a yard maybe back to the 38, and it's going to bring up third down and long. You know, I, I understand the, uh, the, the thought process here with a two-score lead trying to take some clock, but you're putting yourself in a position now third and ten. Under 11 minutes to play. 30 to 14 homesteads. Farts facing third down and ten at their own 38. Drop back. Hornsby firing over the middle and it's intercepted at midfield. Threw it low and it's a diving pick for the Warsaw Tigers. And the second interception of the game for Evan Ormsby. And this time making the pick, I believe it is Nick Catris who yeah. came up with it. And a nice diving pick. It's near midfield. Warsaw has it first and 10 at their own 48-yard line. And Homestead just allowing Warsaw to kind of hang in this one. They're down two scores. It is 30-14 to 14 with 10.48 left. They held the offense on the line over here on the sideline quite a bit, so look for something here potentially. Always like to go big play after turnovers. Let's see what Warsaw draws up from their own 48. And it's going to be the option and a keeper for Green. And he takes it down the right side hash marks into Homestead territory at the 48. A four-yard pickup on first down. It's second down and six. Uh, Homestead on that last drive, you know, they just had too many negatives there on first and second down, and that was just a great play on the interception. Tigers from the right hash. They have a receiver wide each side. A wing lines up on each side of the formation with a fullback. Green under center. And this time they will go with the option to the left. Green keeps it, and he gets wrapped up as he cuts up field. Might have got a yard out of it. But that's the true triple option with Green faking to the fullback and then heading wide with the with the tailback in the backfield that he could pitch to. But the thing is, Homestead's done a great job of angles on that, and they take away that pitch, not because they're on the man, but because they're almost in the lane of, of right. where he wants to pitch it. They're getting, you know, putting him in a in no man's land, and he's not getting a true good read. 
Third down, about five or six to go. They're at the Spartans 47. Under center green, the Warsaw quarterback, and it's a give to the first man through. A lot of momentum for Hadamio, and he will take it inside the 45 all the way down to the 42, where he's very close to a first down. I think they'll move the chains. They will. It is a first down for Warsaw, and that's just a pullback blast. Yeah. He, he shoots six quick yards. Yeah, he's very quick on his first step. He gets, he gets going pretty darn quick. Picking down to nine minutes left, quickly under center, Green. And they'll pitch it on the sweep to the right. There's blocking set up. Here comes Jones near side. He's inside the 35 before getting knocked out of bounds at the 33. That's about nine yards on that sweep right. And again, the angles of Warsaw's ends to set the blocks to get the edge, just amazing. Yeah, and, and, and Homestead's got to, you know, they got to get a little bit more leverage on that because they're making that block too easy for those wideouts. Two wide to the left, single fullback behind Green. Wing for the right in motion, and it's a keeper for Green. He'll follow the left side of the line after the fullback dive on the fake dive. Green, the quarterback, with the keeper, and he gets inside the 30. They'll put him down at the 26-and-a-half-yard line. And again, Green sneaky because yeah. he just doesn't look like he's picking up six yards, and he got close to six that time. Their, their tempo's picked up, too. Second down, and Green this time, nothing to run, and... It'll be uh, to the 24. So, you know, again, it looked like he had nothing, and he picks up a couple of yards. So now it's third down and about two to go. Yeah, either that or they're giving him awful generous spots. Yeah, they get it close to the 20, almost to the 23. Third down and one. Four down territory for the Tigers, down by 16 with under eight minutes to play in the football game. Green under center. Here's the handoff up the middle, and Hamadio is going to take it to the 21, and that should be a first down. Just blast the middle and gets about three or four yards. You know, I don't know how, how, how Warsaw's getting away with their right tackle. His alignment is almost in the backfield. He is way deep. Bunch formation, pitch, here comes the sweep, cuts up at the hash marks, hit at the 20 and falling forward to the 19. That is Jones, a gain of a couple, second down and eight. But again, you know, this is where you have to get bigger chunks because you're down to only 7.20 to play in a football game. You're down 16. And they're and they're taking time here because, they're you know, they're kind of milling around. Well, and the, and the problem is, you know, you may assume that you're two scores down, but you've got to get two two-point conversions. If you miss, you're down, you're still down two scores. Correct. And you've got to do something to speed up this game with seven minutes left. From the right hash, second down, almost nine. Hand off to the fullback. And Hadamio goes to the 16-yard line. Gains three or four on that blast. And now you're going to have a third down, almost seven to go from the 16-yard line. 
And the clock continues to tick down to 6.35. A lot of time birding with Warsaw down by 16 points. From the right hash, double wing, single fullback. Wing for the left goes in motion. Green, I don't know if that was intended to be that way, but Green turned, faked like there would be a handoff. There was nobody there, so he just kept it himself and got inside the 15 to the 14. They ran that wide sweep that they've been running, and basically he just didn't pitch it. He was trying to catch them off guard. They're going to have to take a timeout here. So a couple of yards on that play brings up fourth down, and we'll call it four from the 14. I'm giving it to number two. The big pullback. Well, it's not big. He's, he's quick, but fourth, and, fourth four. and four. You know, you've had some success on the sweep. You you know, you've got plenty of options here, Shannon. And, and, and right. the thing is, four yards seems like a lot on a fourth down to run the football. But the way this Warsaw team runs, yeah. even when it looks like they've got a stuffed play, they still show up with a five-yard <laughs> gain. That's just the, uh, it, the look they give you. Yeah, it's you could swear that you stopped them for one yard. And you look up and it was five. Yeah. And, and that's the point about this offense that can ultimately be frustrating from a defensive standpoint is, you know, how is he getting these extra yards? Where's those coming from? But, you know, uh, right now the defense for Homestead doing what they're, they're making them earn this, whether these points are, because they haven't given up the big chunk play. And that's what they got to do. They've got to make Warsaw earn every yard that they get. Well, and the clock goes with that yeah. because now you're just about to go under six minutes to play in the football game. It's a 16-point Homestead lead, 30-14. to 14. And you've got Warsaw huddling up with the timeout called by Coach Bart Curtis. And you the third year as the Warsaw coach. You can almost guarantee if they get their score in the two points, they're going to onside anyway. From the 14, it is a fourth down. They need to get close to the 10-yard line. Ball game, Under yeah. center, Green. And it's the option, oh, and Homestead blitzed it and took Green down at the 20. A loss of about five on the play. What a job. Homestead just came with everybody and met Green in the backfield before he ever had a chance to make a decision on the pitch. Huge, huge play. And uh, you got to give the defense all the credit in the world there because they had a turnover and their backs were getting close to the wall. But what they did that whole drive is they made Warsaw earn it and they finally got the big play they needed. Homestead takes over up by two scores, 30-14, to 14, and now 6-0-4 on the clock. Homestead, not the type of offense that generally runs to mill time. And remember, you don't have Hardwick. You've got Sudarth in there, and so Ornsby will keep it. Just a quarterback run right up the middle of the field to get out to the 24-yard line. And, you're not, and this is exactly where you miss a kid like Hardwick because you cannot replace that type of product, productivity that he gives you and so they're trying to find ways with you know Ornsby and uh, Sudarth here and there but Sudarth is just not a north and south in between the tackle type of runner that was a six yard gain on first down by Ornsby so it's second down and four with the ball out at the 24 yard line and again a quarterback draw Ornsby tried to sidestep a tackler at the 25 and he got his feet taken out from under him but he did fall forward to the 27 so it's going to bring up a third down and three for the Spartans. 
He just needed to really get away from that one tackler that he tried to sidestep. He couldn't do it. And now a third down. Well, they've they got a, they've moved the football. They got it 27, and they say, according to the stick, it's a third and about a half yard. But I thought this started at about the 19. So, oh crap! Yep, they fumbled the snap. Oh, the ball free on the turf, right at the line of scrimmage, and hits Sudarth. Holmes, yeah, and Homestead jumped on it. Oh man, what a break! With 4:37 to play in the football game, Homestead nursing a 14 or a 16 point lead and they almost gave a free possession to Warsaw but instead it's a fourth down now because there's no gain on it. It's at the 26 where it's fourth down, a couple of yards to go and so Homestead will have to punt the ball away and we've got a timeout called on the field. Time running down on the Warsaw Tigers. They trail the Homestead Spartans 30-14 to with 4.33 left. This is the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Back for the final, 4.36 here at Homestead. Spartans trying to advance to the regional and win their seventh sectional title in school history. Here's the punt, and it is away. It's a high kick, but not very deep. It's going to bounce at the 46, and Carter Dixon's kick will go out of bounds at about the 44. So that is not a a long punt, and now Warsaw takes over at the Homestead 44-yard line. 4.26 to play with, 30-14 to the score, but this situation really almost advantage Homestead, because this is not where Homestead where Warsaw wants to be with this triple option running attack. They have to score twice and do it quickly. Yeah, and, and they may have to maybe start opening it up, maybe trying to throw it off a of play action or something. But, again, Homestead's not making it easy on themselves, that's for sure. Aaron Green, the quarterback who started district, ends up being good friends still with a couple of the Spartans players. And they'll run the option, and Green will keep it. And Green just gets swallowed up and taken down for a loss. That was just an awkward play because it looked like Green had the pitch man and had a chance to pitch it a couple of times, but he just held on to it and ended up going down at the 47, losing a couple of yards. Well, Homestead's getting some penetration. That's causing some problems. 6.30 to go down in Marion. The Giants are up 31-21 to on Delta. Wow. And Westfield was up 31 to nothing over Fishers late in the third. And the winner of this one goes on to take on the winner of that game, so it would be Westfield. Got Here's it. a pass. Got a seam route. Jones makes the catch on the run at the 20. He's inside the 10. It'll be an and goal somewhere near the 9-yard line. That had to be a busted coverage because Homestead's been playing man on the perimeter. Yeah, he just got between two defenders and the ball just floated up and landed right in the basket. You... Julius Jones with the catch on the fly, and all of a sudden Warsaw has it. First and goal just inside the 10. Keeper for Green. Bounces off a tackler and gets close to the 6. Gain of about 3, maybe 4. Second down and goal. Uh, One of the Spartans getting up kind of slow in the backfield. Westfield has defeated Fishers. It's a final 31 to nothing. So if the Spartans hold on here, they will head down to Westfield 
to take on the Rocks. Second down and goal from the six. Handoff fullback. And down to about the one or two yard line. Let's see where they put it. They put him at about the four. They moved it back. Oh, wow. Yeah, his knee went down at the four. I thought the first official, I thought, put his hand up and was spotting it somewhere near the two. But that's a gain of only a couple for Jadamillo. Yeah. (laughs) We've been used to that. We're used to balls just being spotted all over the place. But it is a third down and goal. It's at the four yard line. Warsaw with two and a half minutes left. The clock's running. And it's a pitch. Sweep going to the left. Zollinger looks for the edge. And he's stretched out and thrown out of bounds. And again, an aggressive throwdown out of bounds by Homestead, and they're not going to get a flag on this one either. Uh, I'll tell you that it just looks like Homestead adds a little, little something to the end of those plays that they don't need to, and now you've got Zollinger down hurt. And this is what started the the stuff last week. Yeah, was when Homestead had an unsportsmanlike play, pancaking a Snyder player well out of bounds, and that time. They just threw another Warsaw player a good five yards out of bounds over by the track. And you've got a training staff checking on Zollinger over on that far side. But it does bring up a fourth and goal. And it's near the five-yard line. Yeah, and again, you're, you, you, you got another huge play call here for Warsaw because while they've only got four to go to get to the end zone, right now I don't think they're overly confident that they can do that by running it. So it is a fourth down. And the ball on the left hash, just inside the five. Warsaw down by 16 with 2.28 to play. Under center, green. Option, give to the fullback. And he is going to be stuffed short. And it's going to be Homestead coming up with the stop, and the Spartans will take over the football at about their own one. Well, they gave them a they had they gave them a first down. Oh, you know what they did? They did call a penalty then, didn't they? Well, they gave them the first down. I thought it was first oh, and goal, like you. Yeah, I thought it was first and goal. So now it's a first down inside the one yard line. Oh, they moved. Oh, and everybody moved. And a false start against Warsaw from inside the one-yard line on a first and goal. This will move them back. You've only got 2.16 left in the game. Yeah, I was confused as well. Yeah, I didn't try Because I thought they did, they had first and goal to go. I thought it, it was at least at the 10 or just inside the 10, but apparently it was near the 11. Hmm. Let's put it this way. The chains were at the 11. <laughs> the ball might have been at the 10. So here it is, first and goal, pitch play, going to the left, and the footing goes out, and Zollinger goes down at around the seven. So it is now second down and goal, and since he was inbounds, the clock keeps running down to a minute 45 left. This is all in favor of Homestead, by the way Warsaw's going here. They, they, they've got They're all looking at their wristbands. Yeah. They just don't have a hurry up, Canada. No. I mean, this is just an offense that is set up to operate one way. Yeah. Green taking his time, giving directions. It's under center for the left hash. Drop back, throw, slant, and an easy catch is made by Luke Adamick. 
and that just too easy. A slant against a big cushion against the corner, and just an easy pitch and catch. Touchdown Warsaw. They've closed to 30 to 20, and now this two-point conversion could decide the game because Warsaw trying to make it a one-score game. We know we're going to see an onside kick coming with a minute 27 left. A two-point try. The offense on the field trying to make it an eight-point game with under a minute and a half left. Green gets under center. He'll drop. Throw oh the goodness. fade. Wide open. Adamick. No problem. Two-point try. Good. And instead of the slant, he faked the slant and then went to the back corner of the end zone. They just lobbed it up and nobody within about three yards of Adamick. Pretty easy. Yeah. So here we go. It's time for an onside kick. With a minute 27 left, a 30-22 to 22 game. Yeah, if they don't get this, Homestead is going to be able to run out the clock because uh, Warsaw has no timeouts left. And if you do the math, it'll be three knees and a celebration. So Homestead puts all the hands guys out there. You've got Gage Sparrow. Trying to look. You've got uh, all the guys that are out there. You've got Max Schiltz who's out there. Number 12 is Austin Keezer. Yeah, the biggest thing on onside kick, coaching-wise, is kids got to they got to make a split-second decision, and if they make it, they have got to go right for it. They cannot have any hesitation. Sometimes hesitate. Chambers is out there. Isaac Barkas is out there. Now they're going to shift, and everybody's going to move to different sides. So on this near side, guys like Chambers and Kistler and Anderson, their main wideouts are on this side with the ball being teed up on the left hash mark. So what Homestead's banking on is the onside kick is coming to the right. He's going to tee it up on the left hash and then kick it across the field toward the right side. And it's Homestead's left side. We're ready to go. This is an onside kick that Warsaw needs. They're down eight with a minute 27 left. Wampler kicks it. It rolls along the ground, and it's stopped by Anderson and jumped on. Nice play by Anderson. That ball was skimming across the ground. He went down and just smothered it and then grabbed it before it could get away from his body, and Homestead is going to win this one. A minute 25 remains. No timeouts for Warsaw, and Homestead takes over. They'll line up in victory formation, and they're going to win their seventh sectional championship in their school history. This will be their fourth in the last six years for Chad Zolman and the Homestead Spartans. Well, they got what they needed and got that lead up to two scores, and that's just something that a team like Warsaw is incapable of coming behind from. Hornsby goes to a knee. Clock will continue to run down to a minute 19 as it ticks. You know, uh, the move to the SAC has changed the Homestead football program. It's become more physical, maybe even a little more athletic. 
but it's elevated them. They've, I mean, they got a lot of sectional championships in these years that they've joined the SAC. I think it's given made them a better football team by raising the standards, raising the bar, and taking on SAC competition right. week in, week out. Well, they're you know they've definitely defended themselves well this year, and Orangeby takes the last knee there. I believe. Back-to-back SAC champions, and now sectional champions. And they're going to have to snap it. One more knee is going to be required here by the Homestead Spartans. Well, a great year for Warsaw, too. Oh, yeah. They're going to finish off 8-3. And there's the knee. And that will allow the clock to tick down. It's our last 15 seconds, and the celebration starts for the Homestead Spartans, who, by virtue of the draw, get two home games here in the sectional, taking care of Snyder 28 to 10 last week, and then beating the Warsaw Tigers 30 to 22 this week. Homestead has a road trip awaiting them next week. They're going to take on Westfield down just to the north side of Indianapolis. Down there in Carmel Country. (laughs) Yeah, down there in Carmel Country. The suburbs of Indianapolis. Right off of 31. and They got a fabulous and uh, beautiful, beautiful stadium. They've just re-turfed it, and uh, it's a gorgeous place. Wonderful press box. We got an elevator in it. You know, I, I don't know if we're going to take a road trip next week or not, Shannon, but I think already he's kind of like elbowing me, said, you know, that's a beautiful field with a great press box. And they're going to have their you know, I know by the time I get home tonight, you'll have texted me their menu, their Friday night menu in the press box. Hey, I found out this. So that will do it. The clock winds down. The Homestead Spartans celebrate. They've got the Class 6A Sectional 3 Championship, and there'll be some hardware to present here at Homestead as the Spartans win it over Warsaw 30-22. to It's the 10th straight win for the Homestead Spartans. And uh, I will just say this, Shannon, that based on what we saw tonight, Homestead's going to have to be better next week and probably considerably better next week. They made some mistakes tonight. Uh, they... Uh, they got beat a little bit in the run game against this triple option. They did have some times where they struggled to defend it, and they're going to have to be much better if they think they can go down and beat a Westfield team that made easy work of Fishers here tonight. Yeah. Well, you know, this game is one the, that you move on very quickly from because it's. What, I'm not sure what you're going to learn from it because of playing a specialty team other than, like you said, maybe clean up a few missed assignments, making sure the kids are on, on point with things. Offensively, they still are going to have to find that running game that they've lost with Hardwick because they're going to need that, uh, you know, playing a team like Westfield because they're going to be able to match them talent for talent celebration after getting the trophy and the senior captains went out to midfield got the trophy presentation and now they head toward the end zone where their teammates await to join them in celebrating the 2020 sectional championship well a lot of people i think in the summertime never thought we would see this moment in our high school football season as sectional champions are being crowned but congratulations to everybody who has endured who's 
made the commitment to our sport and allowed us to get to this point and see a sectional champion celebrating on their home field here at Homestead High School. Final score, 30-22. to 22. We're going to take a break. Shannon's coming back with all of your scoring in this one, and then I'll join you with Caleb Hatch. We'll have all the scores of area games as the Indiana Physical Therapy Postgame Show comes up from the Coventry Pizza Hut in just a few minutes. Once again, the final, Homestead wins their seventh sectional title in school history with a 30-22 to 22 win over the Warsaw Tigers. This is the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. But we are going to ask you... Welcome back here to Dave Waters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School where the Homestead Spartans have captured the sectional championship with a 30-22 victory over the Warsaw Tigers in a very hard-fought ball game that was pretty much in doubt up until the last part of the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, Warsaw finishes the year at 8-3 and three and very well-coached football team by Coach Curtis and the job that he's done and relatively a short period of time uh, they have got a team that uh, I think years to come they're going to have a lot of success with what they do and how they do it it's very well coached and Homestead's going to have a 24 hour win here, window here to enjoy the sexual championships as they're going to have to get refocused on going to Westfield next uh, Friday to play the Rocks down at Westfield looking back at the scoring here tonight and a game that uh, started off really with a kind of the way that Warsaw would have scripted it. They took the opening kickoff and went on a 13-play, 80-yard drive, consuming almost eight minutes of time. But Juan Hadameo with a four-yard run, the PAT was good, and Warsaw was out to a 7 nothing lead. Homestead came right back, though, at the 346 mark. They, on a one-play, one 79-yards touchdown strike, Ornsby hits Anderson on a post route. Dugan's PAT was good, and we were tied at 7. Homestead ended the scoring in the... The second quarter at 40, they, from their 45 yard line, they went six plays, uh, 55 yards, eight yard touchdown pass from Ormsby to Sparrow. Dugan's PAT was good and Homestead had their first lead of the night at 14 to 7. Later in the second, with 42 seconds left, Warsaw went on a 12-play, 89-yard drive after a huge interception by Mertz that gave them the ball, but they had a penalty that backed them up to the 11-yard line. But like I said, they went on a 12-play, 89-yard drive. Juan Hadameo scores from one yard out. The PAT was good. It was 14-14. But hold on. The Homestead Spartans found a way. They took over at their 39-yard line. They went on six plays. Carter Dixon, who probably had one of the best games a kicker could have, hit a 35-yard field goal to give Homestead a halftime lead of 17-14. And the reason why I say about Carter Dixon, his kickoffs tonight were in the end zone and always forced Warsaw the long field in, in tonight's game. 
We move to the third quarter. Homestead goes on a 12-play, 65-yard drive. Ormsby hits Sparrow on a 14-yard touchdown pass. The PAT was no good, but Homestead was up 23-14. to Then Homestead again at 339. They went on a four-play, 23-yard drive after stopping Warsaw on fourth down on a great play of knocking down a pass that gave them the ball back there at the 23. Sparrow scampered in from 15 yards out. The PAT was good. It was 30-14. to Homestead. Warsaw finally got on the board with 127 left, nine plays, 44-yard drive after a bad uh, punt by Homestead. Green hit Amadiak on a seven-yard touchdown pass. And then that duo hooked up again on the two-point play. Warsaw was within eight, 30 to 22. On the ensuing ki- onside kick, Nate Anderson secured the ball, and that gave Homestead the final win that they needed to capture the sectional championship, 30 to 22. They will head down to Westfield next week to take on Westfield down there. Stay tuned right after this. Indiana Physical Therapy Scoreboard Show. Caleb Hatch and Brett Rump will recap this ball game as well as area scores to get you all the updates and matchups for next week's regional right over at the Coventry Pizza Hut. Right now, the Homestead Spartans are celebrating at midfield. Congratulations to them, to them and the Warsaw Tigers. This has been Shannon Griffith at the Indiana Physical Therapy uh, Scoreboard Show. will be next here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week. Masters gets there faster. For a complete schedule of upcoming games, go to 1380thefan.com. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.